0: And all the world will see how great is our God. Lord God, we pray through our praise that you might be lifted up. And as we lift you up, Lord God, draw all unto yourself. We thank you for that great promise. For your great plan. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. We're studying the story the story of the Bible, and it unfolds a plan, the plan of God to win the world back into relationship with himself, and in his plan, he chooses people to be the ambassadors, to be the ones who bear that light to other people. Uh, It's through us that God wants to show himself to the world. We were just singing about it, that as we sing our praises, that the world will see how great, how great is our God. You know what that means? That means that the grace that starts to flow at this table is meant to show up in us wherever we might go in the world. And that's by God's plan. He wants to reach out to the whole world through... uh, a plan of attraction through each of us and when this grace starts to flow here into our lives then that same forgiveness and love can flow to the rest of the world his extraordinary almighty majestic essence showing up in ordinary people like you and me that whenever that happens it takes your breath away it's almost as if time stands still for a moment because god the eternal is shining through and it can happen anywhere and through anybody one of the most powerful moments i ever experienced that was on a youth trip i was a youth director at the time and we were going on an appalachian service project have you heard of this you take the youth group uh, up to where we went was uh, West Virginia, to the poorest of the poor. And we slept on a gymnasium floor. And during the day, we would go out and, and we would be in a building project. In this particular situation, uh, we were finishing off a, a two-room house uh, for a family that lived in a horrible shanty. I mean, it was it was not livable. And we had gone up the hill and, and uh, crews before us had put in the shell, and, and we were doing the, uh, uh, some extra work to take it a little bit farther along. And by the end of the summer, this family would have a new home. And we were surprised. There were a few of us that had some idle hands. And so the guy said, well, you can do something more here. Why don't you guys come out back? This, this house needs a six-foot deep hole for an outhouse. And I thought, they still have those. And the, but, but, but in West Virginia, there's actually code. For an outhouse, it has to be six feet deep. Well that, well, that won't take us very long. You know, we went out there with some shovels, but we were in West Virginia. And after you got down about a foot through the, through the grass and the leaves and the mud, you, you hit rock shale, right? Now, the first bit of rock we hit was so porous from, from the drain through of the water and all that kind of stuff that we could break it up with our shovels and get and then a little more mud, and then we hit another layer of the shale. And this time it took some pickaxes, you know, boom, boom, and eventually it would crack up. You take out all the, get a little more, a little more mud. And and then we hit a layer of rock that hadn't seen a whole lot of water. And it just smiled at us. Said, take your best shot. And we were about four feet deep, two feet away from being done when we got to this chunk of rock. And we, we broke off two picks, pickaxe handles trying to crack it, and it would not give. Finally, the leader of the expedition said, I'll go back into town. I'll get you a bigger and stronger pickaxe with a, with a, with a metal handle, and we'll see if we can break it up. We, we were on our third pickaxe, and it was actually the least likely to work. It was a, it was a, a, a wooden handle, and it wasn't very sharp, and it was a little bit rickety, kind of rattled around on the end of the handle and so forth. And we thought, well, we might as well pick away at it until he gets back with the one that's supposed to break through. And so we, we sat down, and, and this, is, this is West Virginia in the middle of August. I'm, I'm talking, it had to be 120. And... Mosquitoes the size of hummingbirds. You know, this th- This is not a pleasure trip in the least. And, and one of the kids looks over the honeysuckle down to the little valley where that shanty is. And, and the family hadn't been helping us out a whole lot with building this house. And they had this big strapping 18-year-old son, which we had noticed might have come in handy. And as we looked over the honeysuckle, there he was under that dilapidated tin porch roof in a rocker <laughs> sipping iced tea <laughs> and of course being the christians that we were <laughs> we noticed this everybody came over to see and who is this you know fine young man right and one of them said isn't that the family we're building this house for and The other one said yes, and I won't tell you where the conversation went from there, but it wasn't good. And there was a little Steve Friday. He weighed 145 pounds soaking wet, 7th grader. He was the one that still had the pickaxe in his hand. And as we were grumbling about our difficulties while that guy was taking it easy, we heard something behind us that was one of those breakthrough moments. Where the God and this little kid just kind of rushed out, and we all knew it wasn't him. He held a pickaxe in his hand, and he said, well, if my Jesus died for him, I guess I can dig him a hole. And all 145 pounds of him raised that pickaxe up over his head, and he threw it down in that hole, and we heard a poof. I don't know how he did it, but that rock was shattered. We all had a sense that he didn't do it. That God was breaking through in all sorts of ways. And we pulled out the rubble and went down another two feet. And we were done before the new pickaxe ever came. Each of you, ordinary people, can be channels of His extraordinary grace. Someplace this week. Because you drank from this fountain, you might be a fountain to someone else. If our Jesus died for them, on the night that he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread and he gave thanks to the Father and he broke the bread. And he gave it to all his disciples, and he said, Take, eat of this. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks to you, our Father. And he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Drink from this, all of you. For this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, remembering me. And so, Lord God, we pray that you pour out your grace, your love, your essence, not just on these gifts of juice and bread, but through them to us, your people, that through us, your extraordinariness might show up in our ordinariness and all the world be drawn to you. In the name of your Son who was the light, and taught us to be light, we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We invite each of you to the table of grace.